Welcome to Machine Learning, How the World Works. I want to talk about a company that uses Sanskrit as an intermediate language in its machine translation software, software as a service, as an intermediate layer. Um, what it, they're doing is they're translating from one language into another. They're converting text to speech. And it's very useful when you have two languages to use um, a common format, and that common format was, is Sanskrit because of its precision and accuracy. And it's very old, so it universally covers lots of different concepts and, and ideas. It was used in a software product that could then take one language of text and translate it into another. And the accuracy was very good, and the content was acceptable, and and as a result, um, the software is now in over 150 countries, and it has a user base of over 80 million. So that's an amazing, um, uh, amazing report that it says. And in this particular article, the article is called. Um, uh, Zoho is using Sanskrit to build machine learning translation. It states that they have a a eleven thousand strong workforce, and they could possibly hire over a thousand more employees. I find this really interesting. I wonder if they will see any value in translating ancient script because that's what I was talking about earlier. Is about using symbols or sounds to translate possibly into cuneiform, and then back from cuneiform into Hebrew or into Egyptian or into Greek. And so that interchanging of language is really critical into understanding ancient texts. Now, why would this would be so important is the world wants to globalize and products want to be uh, uh, sold globally, and you have to be able to uh, communicate in the language that um, the people can understand in order for it to be effective. So where's the future with this company? Um, they're saying that, after all, we cannot code more food nor compile new energy. Unfortunately, recent developments in our industry amidst a backdrop of rapid deteriorating global economy outlook our rude reminder of our limits on technology. So they're, they're not going to solve the world's problems, particularly food, energy. Um, and so that almost tell, makes begs the question, is the next big thing going to be natural language processing or energy? And I've looked at both. Um, energy production is still very expensive. You've got to buy land. You have to build your infrastructure and then you have to get a consumer base. And so there's a lot of startup costs to building energy. Whereas NLP is largely uh, server space, comp cycles, and uh, expertise in order to load and use the, uh, the NLP software. So the entry cost is lower, and, but again, it can't produce things like food or energy. Let me continue on a little bit about how the uh, translation occurs. So you take language in one, let's say we're going from English to Sanskrit. So um, 
what I would do is have an expert describe a sentence. So I'd take a sentence, uh, maybe maybe thousands of sentences, and I would describe that in English, and then I would describe um, the same sentence in Sanskrit. And the same concept in Sanskrit. Then I would encode the English into to- by tokenizing, um, which is to convert the word into a word index and then uh, create an array of word word IDs and then use that word ID to input um, into a padded sequence. I'd feed that padded sequence into a dense layer network or an LSTM network with the target being Sanskrit. And likewise, I could do the same reversibility. Uh, I could have the output of the Sanskrit uh, be the input to English. So I could I could test it. I could see if it was reversible. And I think that reversibility is uh, a very important feature to neural machine translation. And so then I take the uh, the sequences, the words, and feed that into the network and then let the network train its weights to the output. So when it sees a certain input, it will then try to generate a certain output. Now I can also do this with an LSTM, the long short-term memory, where I'm trying to calculate and determine a probability of the next word. So if I have a set of words in a sentence, I'm, I'm adjusting my outcomes to probable um, outcomes based on, on the description of the word. So maybe I'm going to need a sentence before, and I'm going to feed that sentence into the neural machinery, and then it will predict uh, what the same sentence would be described in Sanskrit. And if I have a large enough language model, the prediction should be very accurate. And that's been the success of the, the neural machinery. You know, it could be in uh, commercial ads. It could be in uh, real-time translation from one language into another. It could be on brochures. It could be legal documentation, etc. that's being translated from one language into another, which would take uh, large amounts of time and resource in terms of labor resource to do that translation.